Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Mesa Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy here with you, joined... By Scotty White. Good to have Scotty back here with you on Wednesday, March 2nd, as we head into Thursday, March 3rd, a little later here this week. But we had to come back after the game on Tuesday night. We've got a lot to get to with Michigan basketball coming off the big victory over Michigan State. Obviously, what does it mean for Michigan's tournament chances? Do we think they're solidly in? Do they need to get one more down the stretch here? We're going to talk about it all first and foremost. Scotty White, man, good to have you back. How are you here tonight? I'm doing well. Uh, good to be back. Had to take a couple weeks off, but um, I don't think there's a better time to come back on than following a dominant win over Michigan State. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and the first brewcast of March, man. I mean, yep. just, oh, God, I love this month, man. Don't you? Oh, yeah, dude. Best month of the year, hands down. Best sporting event of the year, hands down. I just love it. Yeah, we get the final week of the college basketball regular season here. <laughs> We've got Big Ten tournament coming up next week, followed by the NCAA tournament. Like, this stretch run, I'm so thankful for. Like, 2020 was brutal because we didn't have it. It felt like spring took forever, but... Having this, man, makes the month go by so much easier and smoother. Before you know it, it's springtime. It's just just all the feelings, man. I remember waking up uh, what would have been yesterday, right? And, like, one of the first tweets I saw, someone put it out there. It was the the CBS theme, the the music. I just hit it, like, first thing yesterday morning, dude. And it just, oh, my God, just a big old smile on my face, you know? Yep, I saw the exact same thing when I opened Twitter. It's like tons of videos of the 
March Madness music and it just gets me so literally gives me chills when I first hear it for the first time on March 1st but yeah that's why I love watching games on CBS because they use the same music yeah exactly because it just I I don't know man there's just something about that music that really uh that gets me rolling and well first uh first game of March last night Wow, I did not expect that performance. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'm going to keep it a buck with you here, Scotty White. I saw the line yesterday, and I saw that. I saw it on uh, FanDuel. It was Michigan State was five-point underdogs. And yep. first things first, I was like, like, what's the deal here? You know, because yeah. <laughs> I was like, what don't we know? What does Vegas know that we don't? And I'm like, well, I, I got to hop on Michigan State. I feel like the value's too much, but... As usual, Vegas, they're going to continue to take my money, man. They're a whole heck of a lot smarter than me, you know? Yep, dude. I I did the exact same thing. I I was waiting to see where that line was going to be. And I was expecting around – I thought Michigan would be favored, but by about maybe one to two. Um, So I did the same thing as you. I saw Michigan State, and I'm thinking, all right, I guess I'm going to put down the emotional hedge on this one because, I mean, this is just too good to pass up. And then, yeah, 17-point win, um, which obviously I'm very happy about, but did lose a little bit of money from it. Yeah, the, dude, they could take all my money in that situation. Exactly. We did it in the exactly. Ohio State football game. Yep. <laughs> exact same thing, man. It's the emotional hedge. It's the best thing in betting. I do. I love the emotional hedge. It just makes life so much better. I encourage everyone to try it because I oh, promise yeah. it's just going to make everything good because you can't lose. You and, cannot lose. Oh, my goodness. So, bit of a frantic pace at the beginning of that one yesterday. It was back and yeah. forth. And, you know, Michigan State got up that Michigan got up, uh, what, 9-6, to six, then a 5-0 run for Michigan State, made 11-9, and then boom, out of nowhere, 14-0 run for Michigan. They never looked back the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, dude, the beginning of that game was my, – my heart was racing. I, like, <laughs> had to catch my breath at the first media timeout. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as the game started, you could just feel the intensity inside Chrysler, and I tweeted it out, man. It felt – it really felt like March. Yeah, how was the the crowd yesterday? Because obviously going into it, it was, I believe, what, spring break starting? Was it spring break this week? Is spring break coming up? What what was the situation there? Spring break is currently happening. So most of the students are are gone. But that was definitely the biggest crowd that I've seen this year. That was was my favorite thing too, right, is uh, seeing all the the tweets, especially after the game yesterday, is because I I threw one out there, you know, just laughing about the fact that Michigan State fans were talking about Michigan ducking this game, right? And it's like, yeah, 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 man, they they definitely ducked that game and they were like, the greatest competitive advantage that we could have is putting it uh, a couple days after the Illinois game ahead of Iowa and Ohio State to make it a four-game week. And, oh, yeah, it's spring break, so not all the students are in town. Like, yeah, that's right. definitely the competitive advantage. Didn't want to play that game earlier in the year when it was originally scheduled. Definitely wanted it exactly when it happened yesterday because that makes a whole lot of sense. Right, yeah. Let's uh, let's cancel the game that's during, the, during school, not on a break. That's on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, can you imagine the crowd that would have come out for that first game? It would have been nuts, dude. It would have been absolutely yeah. nuts. Seems like it was a great crowd last night, but it was, also, it was. also seemed like there was a pretty good Sparty contingent in I was Chrysler. Say, there were there were a lot of Michigan State fans there. Um, at, the, at the beginning, it really felt like the Big Ten tournament because it was getting loud for both teams every time there was a bucket. Um, but yeah, I mean, after Michigan went up 
big early. Uh, most of the state fans quieted down a bit for the rest of the game, but that definitely could have contributed to why it was the biggest crowd. There were a lot of state fans, and also, like, the crowd was mostly full throughout. And then the three, there were like three upper bowl sections of that's typically students that was just like completely empty. Yeah, and which you would imagine is the case with it being spring break. So rather right. unfortunate, but uh, awesome, awesome to see everyone who was around show out last night uh, into Chrysler. And as we mentioned, Michigan put on a show for them uh, offensively. They were fantastic. Obviously, the Hunter Dickinson game last night, 33 points, man. And he was and he was efficient. You know, like you go back he to that, that first game when he had 25 in East Lansing. He really wasn't that efficient in that game, but he had 33 on 19 shots last night. 13 yeah. and 19 from the field, 7 and 9 from the free throw line, man. That was a special Hunter Dickinson moment last night. It was, dude. And they're throwing like four different guys at him. Nobody could guard him. Uh, I, I think he picked up um, like there were nine fouls on him. I don't know why they didn't decide to double team him. That seemed like it would have been the logical thing to do, um, but they didn't. And he took complete advantage and he let Michigan State hear about it. That was like after a while, man, you got to make the adjustment. And then Izzo goes on in the post game press conference to say they were supposed to double in the second half and they never did. Like, like, yeah, okay, bud. Like, you're not gonna right. make, you're not gonna mention that at all in the second half when you continued to go one on one with them. Like, come right. on, man, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, dude, I saw that quote too. I'm like, really? Like, I feel like after one possession where they were supposed to do it <laughs> and they didn't, you would be on your hands and knees screaming your head off. Absolutely. 100%. And they just, and they kept throwing different guys on him. That's why I don't believe him at the end yeah. of the day, you know, because they kept trying different guys on him, but it didn't matter. Hunter Dickinson was dominant last night. And when he's playing that way, this Michigan team is really tough to stop. And on top of all of that, Scotty, we got another one of those games where Michigan did not shoot in the middle ground. There's been one time this entire conference season, Michigan has shot between 25 and 40% from three tonight. Not, or excuse me, last night, not one of those nights. They actually, uh, I mean, they shot incredible from three. They went uh, seven to 12, 58%. So when yep. Hunter is that efficient in one-on-one -on -one scenarios and Michigan is hitting the threes. I mean, Brandon Johns and Terrence Williams knocking down threes. That's when yep. you know it's probably going to be a good game offensively <laughs> for the Wolverines. Yeah, dude, Terrence Williams in that first half. I mean, he went three for three every time. He's got a nice shot, man. He takes some tough shots, and he is a confident shooter, and he knocks a lot of them down. Um, in that first half, I mean, every time, every time you shot, I felt confident that it was going in. Terrence Williams never believes that there's a time where it's not Terrence Williams' time. You know, I'll, yep. I'll put it that way, and I love that about him. That guy doesn't matter how he's playing, how he's shooting. He plays with the most confidence probably on the entire team, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, he's not afraid to shoot it. You can tell he wants to shoot it. Um, but like you said, yeah, like sometimes it can get carried away a little bit. There was a big uh, chance for some momentum in the second half, and he launched one that he probably shouldn't have, and he airballed it. But still, three for four on the night. I'll take it. Yeah, and they got away with 
really, like, Eli Brooks, he had a tough one last night. He was 4 of 11 from the field, just 0 for 2 from 3. Played pretty good defense. Played a good 38 minutes last night for the Wolverines. You know, didn't didn't have the opportunity to get off the court. So that's uh, really impressive, you know, from the uh, super-duper senior, and I think Eli Brooks. Um, you, you know, but but that's one of those nights. If you can get away and you get a 17-point victory over Michigan State when you get that from Eli Brooks offensively, man, I mean, it bodes well for this month moving forward because obviously everyone's going to talk about Hunter Dickinson. Caleb Houston played a great game last night. I thought Musa played a really good game, even though he didn't, you know, fill up the stat sheet. Devontae Jones is pretty good. I thought off the bench, Frankie Collins was fantastic at running the offense and finding guys penetrating, dishing off, man. If they can get... 14 minutes like he got last night moving forward in a lot of these games. Michigan, it becomes the team that we kind of thought we would see with the amount of depth that they can have if they can get that many quality minutes from some of these guys off the bench. Yeah, dude, Frankie was awesome. I mean, if if they can get – if he can just keep working in the gym and just get a better jump shot and yep. get better from the free throw line, I mean, he'll – his defense yesterday too was was so good. He had a couple. Um, I know there was the one Hauser was driving and he he reaches in, knocks yep. it off his knee and out of bounds. That was a great play. Um, he was disruptive on defense, and yeah, he is so good with the ball and facilitating the offense, even when he's not scoring. Uh, but I just I think about how dangerous he can be if he can get that shot down and be able to knock down some outside shots. Um, and like Martelli said in the in the, in the press conference, he immediately said, well, Frankie's going to head to the, the player development center tonight to work on his free throws because a point card can't go over two from the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and at the end of the day, he really just doesn't get to the line a whole lot. Like the free throws are a weird thing. Like you can practice them as much as you want after the game, outside of the game. At the end of the day, to be a good free throw shooter, you got to get to the line in games because it's a different beast when you're shooting them in the game than you are at the, at the free throw line in the gym, you know, in the, in, the, in the practice facility or anything like that. So, uh, But he's a guy, you know, that, that it makes sense. Like, he's got to be able to knock down free throws because he is so good at penetrating. He is so, so quick, and he is shifty, yeah. and he can get to the hoop almost at will that – in the future here, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to go to the free throw line if he starts being aggressive and attacking the hoop like that. So, you know, if he's able to put that part of the game together, uh, he's going to be fantastic. But I thought he was great last night. Obviously got some huge minutes from Terrence Williams off the bench. Just felt like a really good all-around team performance, even though it obviously did. Hunter Dickinson, you know, he, he was the engine that made that car go last night. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, it was the Hunter Dickinson show last night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it and usually I can put my finger on somebody who had a not so great game. And I really can't think of, think of one for yesterday. Everybody played really well. Um, and, and I'm just, again, every time Michigan has a performance like this, I'm just so interested and excited for the next game to see, can we get this two times in a row, please? Because, I mean, when it comes to the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, um, you're, you're going to have to do it more than, more than just once. Yeah, that, that's the thing, man. This Michigan team, during the week, they're like the 97 Bulls, but then they yeah. go play on the weekend. They're like the 2016 76ers. Dude, I don't understand. It's it's two different ball clubs, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So the the big telling will be though 
Is it the weekday because they got a game against Iowa on Thursday night? Is it the weekday versus the weekend, or can they just not put two performances in a row on the on the cards? Yeah, I don't know what it is, um, but tomorrow will be will be interesting to see because it is a weekday, but also just one day in between two games. Um, they've definitely shown um, back when they had the three games in five day stretch, they kind of showed some some signs of being tired in that Ohio state game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that Illinois game at home, that was a, a great, I mean, I just want Michigan to be Illinois so badly. Um, I believe it's the only team that Michigan hasn't beaten in the big 10 in the Juwan Howard era. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ohio state this weekend uh, on the road too. Um that one's obviously going to be very tough. So it just makes the home game tomorrow against Iowa all that more important. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's a tough final stretch coming up for the Wolverines, obviously. You got Iowa here on Thursday. You've got Ohio State on Sunday. Michigan currently sits at 16-12, and 10-8 and eight in the Big Ten Conference. I, I've said it quite a bit here that I thought if Michigan could get to 10 conference wins, I really like their chances of getting into the yeah. NCAA tournament. That's where they're at right now. I have not wavered on that. I think Michigan could lose to Iowa, could lose to Ohio State, and probably could lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament wherever they uh, play. Um and I think they still get in, potentially going to Dayton in that scenario. But I think Michigan mm-hmm. still gets in in that scenario. Uh, if they win against Iowa or against Ohio State, I think it's 100% solidified. I think Michigan will be yep. uh, in the, the field of 68 if they get one of those two wins. How, how are you feeling? How are you kind of gauging Michigan's chances of making the tournament here? I, I totally agree with you. I think that that win last night, uh, I mean, they were still in the last four buys in in most of the brackets that I was looking at before last night's win. Um, and it's not like a – I mean, Iowa and Ohio State are both ranked, so those aren't going to be terrible losses that push them down. I mean, when they lost to Illinois, it didn't push them down far. Um, I certainly think that if if they lose these two and in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, it's going to be a stressful selection Sunday. Um and I totally agree. If I think one more win 100% locks it up. Um, yeah, it would be way more sweaty than I want it to be. That's for right, sure. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the, I mean, when Michigan made it in 2016 and went to the first four, I remember sweating through that selection Sunday. I remember like I was looking leading up to it throughout the day and it wasn't looking like Michigan was going to make it. And then something like all, like no one had them projected in and then right at the last second. Um, they were projected in and got in luckily. Uh, but I would like to not have a repeat of that situation again this year. So currently as it stands, Michigan sitting at number 32 in the net rankings, obviously 16 and 12 overall, 10 and eight in the big 10. Uh, the big thing is they do got four quad one wins, uh, which is really, really nice. 
I don't see, I mean, Indiana, I believe, lost tonight to uh, yep. Rutgers. So they're obviously not going to be moving up to, to get into the top 30 to make another quad one win for Michigan. Michigan State's potentially with, with a couple of wins down the stretch here could move up inside the top 30, which would give Michigan another quad one win. We'll see. But uh, you got two chances to get quad one wins against Ohio State and Iowa coming up here, which would be huge. And like I said, if, if they get one more, if they get a fifth quad one win, they're almost certainly in the tournament here. So, yeah, um, and, and Ken Palm likes him even a little bit more. They're sitting at number 29, Ken Palm. So the metrics are really in Michigan's favor here as we yeah. hit the last couple of games of the regular season. Yeah, I definitely feel a lot better um, about where things stand than I was feeling um, a month ago, even two weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, tomorrow is just such a big opportunity. I mean, it's home. Uh, you got a ranked team coming in. Um, you just you just got to take care of business at home, and I'll be feeling really, really good if Michigan can come out on top tomorrow. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. Protect home court. You, you got to yeah. be able to win at Chrysler. It's uh, obviously going to be senior night uh, tomorrow night, and they, they've been pretty good at home. Obviously, the Illinois game kind of got away from them, but, you know, uh, beat Rutgers there, tough loss to Ohio State, but you beat Purdue there. Uh, you beat Nebraska at home. Like, they haven't had a lot of games in, in Chrysler in the last few. They've been on the road, it feels like, quite a bit. But they've been pretty good at home here this year, which is obviously, you know, what you want to see. You need to be able to to protect uh, home court. They're 10-4 and four at Chrysler this year. So, I mean, you, you got to like their chances of, of beating an Iowa team that they beat on the road just recently here. Yeah. Um, and, and I was curious what you were thinking – Going into the end of the season here, um, I think right now Michigan's sitting in eighth place and would play Indiana um, in the first game. Um, and I was just curious what – I mean, at that point and with who you have to play, either the one seed or the two seed, would you rather have Michigan get that seven seed or the eight seed? And like hmm. totally changes which side of the bracket they're on too. Yeah, so the seven seed would take on number – no, I think – I and and I apologize if this is you know blasphemous. I would I think much rather play Wisconsin in that I agree. in that next round than I would either Illinois or Purdue because that's who you'd be looking at. I would not. Yeah, I would. Out of those three teams, Wisconsin, Illinois, and Purdue, I definitely want to see Michigan play Wisconsin. I totally agree, um, and it's looking like that could be the way that things shape up here. Um, but I mean, you never know with with. Uh, Indiana. I mean, I also would, I think, rather play Indiana than Penn State. I mean, Indiana is totally imploded in the second half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the Hoosiers, man. Um, yeah. Penn State, they're, they're just tough. They're scrappy. They I don't are. know. I don't know what it is about them. Uh, but we, we just have kind of a cluster here. Michigan State, they're probably almost certainly going to get their last one of the regular season against Maryland. Uh, I don't exactly know what the tiebreakers are here. Those two split, so I'm not sure. You know, Michigan State and, and Michigan are tied right now, both at ten and eight. You got Rutgers at eleven and eight, Indiana at nine and ten. So there's a, quite a bit that could happen here. Uh, yeah, even Ohio definitely. State's eleven and seven, and so is Iowa. Like Michigan, yeah. could uh, could very much with two wins here jump those two teams 
and all of a sudden, Michigan could find themselves with a double bye as, as the number yeah. four seed with, with a couple of wins here the, the rest of the week. So there's so much that, that could happen here, and obviously a lot at stake with Michigan. Just one game behind both Iowa and Ohio State left to play in both. Yeah, I mean, you can't like the position that Michigan's in anymore. I mean, they've got two chances for two really big wins. And yeah, like you said, man, they're a game back of, of that four seed and getting the double bye. I mean, could you imagine how huge that would be? Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be absolutely massive. You know, I, I would have to look into it more to, to exactly see who they, they would probably be playing in Ohio State or in Iowa in that first round. But just getting that double bye would be, I mean, huge. It would be absolutely yeah. huge, you know, and especially given what we know about this Michigan team and that they don't really put too many solid performances back to back. Right, exactly. So you you got to wonder what they're going to be able to bring in their second game of the of the tournament. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting those two wins too, obviously would solidify Michigan into the NCAA tournament. Um, but I'm also curious for seeding in the NCAA tournament. What do you think Michigan's ceiling is for best seed they can get? Best seed that they could possibly get in the NCAA tournament is yeah. It's probably say a nine seed at yeah. absolute best. Uh, I mean, unless unless they run the table here, you know, if they if they beat Iowa and Ohio State and they do get that four seed and say they beat Iowa and Ohio State again, then you take down Purdue or Illinois and then whoever the one seed is. Like if they go on to win the Big Ten tournament, they probably get to like a five or a six seed because that's so many good wins. But realistically, I would expect Michigan to be an 11 or 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. And realistically, probably the ceiling is about nine because I don't see Michigan putting that many solid performances together to be able to run the table. Yeah, no, I definitely don't see that either. Um, but yeah, and it, it gets to that point too, where you're kind of, if Michigan gets around that 10 line, you don't really want them to move up to that nine line. Cause then you might, I mean, rather play a two seed in the second. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I, you, seed. you'd much rather see them as a, as a 10, cause you'd love that 10, seven matchup and you yep. definitely would rather get the two seed than, than the one seed, especially with the, the top heavy college basketball here this year, you know, like you want to avoid like Arizona. At all costs, yep. obviously, they learned that lesson earlier this year. Uh, you'd, right. you'd probably want to, you know, I know this people don't agree with this, but you want to avoid Gonzaga. Like, I, I know we mm-hmm. have a lot of people that don't believe in Gonzaga, but they're probably going to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament, guys, you know. Yep. Um, other than that, those two teams I really don't want to see. I think they could potentially beat a Houston. I think they could beat an Auburn or UCLA if they if they play their best, Scotty, to be quite honest with you. No one really wants to see Michigan at their best because they have the <laughs> capability, and they've showed it a couple times against really good teams here this year, that they can get hot. And when they shoot 45, 50, 60, 70% from deep, they have that ability, whereas not a lot of teams do. You couple that with Hunter Dickinson and Musa down low, like no one wants to see that version of Michigan. There's going to be a lot of teams, I think, that really don't want to play Michigan because you don't know which version you're going to get. Now, it could be an easy win for you because, you know, they can go cold too. All of a sudden, yep. they can shoot two for 20 from deep, you know? like. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's a lot of people, a lot of teams that are going to want to see that like the ceiling for this team 
is actually making a pretty good run. We just haven't oh, seen yeah. enough consistency uh, to really think that that run is going to happen. Exactly. Like, if Michigan looked like a consistent 10 seed throughout the season, I honestly probably wouldn't be that ex- as excited. I'm always very excited for Mark Nets. I wouldn't be as excited as I am now because I feel like we haven't really seen Michigan play like a 10 seed. We've seen play- Michigan play like as high as a one or a two seed, and then we've seen Michigan look like a team that doesn't belong in the tournament. Yeah, we we. I and mean, so, Michigan at times has looked like they don't belong in the NIT, and then they yeah, go exactly. out and they beat Purdue by twenty. Like none of exactly. it makes sense. That's why you just you never know what team they're going to bring. I mean, they're losing one game and then they're blowing out ranked good teams the next game. Um, so yeah, like you said, dude. I mean, they definitely have the capability to be a UCLA from last year. You know, an eleven seed that makes a run to the Final Four. If they can just find that groove and get the consistent good play going. Dude, anything can happen in March, man. It's crazy. It's true. And at the end of the day, they didn't even play all that bad against Illinois, right? Like, Illinois was just crazy right. hot. Dude, they could not miss. Oh, my God. That was frustrating. <laughs> that damn plumber guy, man. Dude, oh, my God. He was making every shot he took in the first half. It was crazy. And the only reason Michigan was even able to come back at all in the second half was because he didn't take many shots in the second half. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think he had, what, 23 points in the first half? Yeah, and then he had just three in the second. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That was absurd. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, Michigan gets some momentum. They're making a comeback, and then Trent Frazier just hits the step back at the buzzer. Dude with onions in back-to-back games, or I don't even know if it was back-to-back games for Illinois when they played Michigan State, but, man, he hit hit the big one to seal the deal against Michigan State, hit – Damn near the same shot to seal the deal against Michigan. Like, oh, yeah, I I don't know. But they didn't play that. And and my point is, like, they've been playing some pretty good basketball down the stretch. Obviously, the Ohio State game, they struggled in the second half. But they played toe-to-toe with the Buckeyes in the first half. They were just tired coming off, you know, a a very brutal stretch against Purdue, you know, uh, Penn State and Purdue again, what, within five days, you know, those, those three games were so... I, I mean, nice win, an incredible win against Purdue. Tough loss to Ohio State. Great win on the road against Iowa. A bad stretch in the second half against Wisconsin in a, in a game that they went on a, what, a 5-7-0 run in the second half to take a quick five-point lead uh, to begin yeah. the second half. You know, nice win at home against Rutgers. You played okay against Illinois defensively. It was a struggle. And then you win by 17 against Michigan State. Like, this team, I feel like, is starting to find their footing a little bit. The big test is going to be these last two games against Iowa and Ohio State. And I think we're going to learn quite a bit about Michigan here in the final final week here yeah you're definitely right um yeah man that that wisconsin game that you mentioned that one i mean it looked like i really thought michigan was gonna win that game especially after uh the run to go up 39 34 but just seeing them in that game i really i really do like how michigan matches up with wisconsin and i i would love to see that rematch in the big 10 tournament especially that would be juan's second game back um from the obvious suspension from the last game. Yes, so it would. That would that would be appointment television. <laughs> and not only for Big Ten fans, I feel like yeah. that that would be a pretty big national storyline as well. One hundred percent, dude. That that's a game I want to see for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm excited about the prospect of this team, though. They can be frustrating at times, obviously. Um, I also, you know, what's funny? We we didn't really talk about it. we we talked about Hunter, and you you mentioned the. Uh, 
the the kind of jawing at the the Michigan State bench, dude. Why is it like Michigan just has, especially with Michigan State, but for a lot of the Big Ten as well. Whenever Michigan's got a white All American on the team, man, he <laughs> he just somehow turns into a villain. You Mo, Franz, Iggy, Hunter, dude. I, I I mean, these dudes are just hated. It's like rivaling the the white dude hate of the Dukes of the the nineties and the early two thousands. Dude, it does. It's it's insane. Um, yeah, they're the kind of guys where you love to have them on your team. And oh my god, dude, if 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 my favorite team was playing against a team with Hunter Dickinson. I would hate him. I would hate him, dude. He is, and he's embracing that villain role, man. He likes very much so, very much so. And I think it fuels up a little bit. Oh, 100%, dude. He's having so, I mean, I knew it was going to be a fun game after he turned around and started talking to their bench after literally the first possession and the first bucket he made. Well, the, the craziest part for Michigan state, and I don't think this bodes well, with, for the attitude of the team, like Tom Izzo finally had enough and started John back at him. Like, how yeah. are the MSU players like just taking that? I know. You know, I mean, what, like, are they, what are they going to say to him in that one, man? He was totally dominating <laughs> over him. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably, if I'm playing against him, I'm throwing him a hard foul or two, or at least everything oh, yeah. I got at him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. That was, that was fun to watch for sure yeah but if that hunter shows up the rest of the way and caleb houston continues to find his footing Devonte jones continues to run the show here man there is potential of something seeping through the cracks here for this michigan team man and it is march and man there's just something magical about it there is and i think that michigan obviously a lot of players from last year's tournament run are gone, but still Michigan went on a deep run last year and Michigan it has consistently been a tournament team. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're built for March. I really think they are. Yep. Um, and I think that Michigan is the exact kind of, you know, power five, typical strong team having a little bit of an off year, but still is capable of making a deep run as a high seed. Yeah, we'll see if Michigan is able to win two in a row. They haven't done it many times here this year. Last time they did it was February 8th and 10th. They beat Penn State and Purdue in back-to-back games. Prior to that, they had won three in a row in the Big Ten, January 18th, 23rd, and 26th. Other than that, though, a lot of win-loss, 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 win uh, on the schedule for the Wolverines looking for two in a row against Iowa. And who knows, maybe running the table here to to get the number four seed in the Big Ten with wins over Iowa and Ohio State. We'll see what happens beginning Thursday night at Chrysler for Senior Night. Uh, but we'll have a lot to talk about next week, that's for sure. Scotty White, where can we find you on social media, my man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, covering the basketball team as we wind down the final stretch of the season, and I'll be doing baseball as well in the spring. Uh, so you can check out all my stuff there. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Yardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Let me tell you, uh, my mentions have been in shambles uh, for the last day here. Uh, just, you know, couple of tweets uh, about Michigan, Michigan State, man. I don't know how anyone with a ton of followers uh, does that app, to be quite honest with you, because it's just been every time I turn on my phone, notification, notification, and I got people fighting in my mentions. 
It's yeah. just, it's, it's just, it's wild. But you can follow me on Twitter. We have a lot of fun on there at Luke Yardi, L U K E G H I A R D I. Follow the Brewcast Show page at Brewcast Show as well, and the Maze and Brew main page at Maze and Brew. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review for all of our podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a little feedback on the show. We absolutely love it. That's going to wrap it up for us here tonight. For my partner Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardi, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.